everybody and welcome to the NC Real Estate Podcast. It's Tuesday morning and we are excited to have you over here. I'm here with Lorenza. Good day, everybody. And this week we are talking about how to get started on a development project, which is very topical for us over at NC Real Estate right now because we are in that position where we are just about to try and take a development project to planning. So we've got a site that we're doing a joint venture with someone on and we are looking to build at least four properties. And so we've just gone through all the research stage. So this is really my advice and help and tips for you guys who could be in the same situation or want to be in the same situation. Okay, great. Um, Yeah, looking at uh, quite a wide spectrum um, of topics within this uh, development project idea. Um, And I think the first question to start off with would be, who do you need on a team to do a development? Um, Who are the basic, um, you know, who, who are the basic crew that you need to get started? Okay, so to start with, you're going to need to find yourself a good local architect who could do the designs for you as you kind of envisage it in your head and what you're looking at with the land. You're also going to need to, if your architect cannot take it through planning, but I would suggest you find an architect who can. If your architect can't put it through planning, then you're gonna need someone to do the planning application for you. And then of course, you're going to need your builders. Who are the contractors that you are going to need to put that up? So who's gonna put the project together? Who's gonna build it for you? And also you need a quantity surveyor who's going to cost it all up for you so that you know exactly how much your development's going to cost because that is a big thing if you don't get that right to start off with you're not going to get the finance right in which case you're going to get halfway through the project and think oh my gosh I am running out of money so those are the people you're Mm -hmm. going to need to start off with and then along the way there may be other people you will need to get a building surveyor at some point who's going to have a look in regards to your specification and see if it all works and if the project's coming together at some point the local council going to need to get involved with building regs and building control Mm -hmm. and they're going to need to come out and inspect so there's a whole host of people but actually your architect and your surveyor will be able to guide you on that Okay, so that's a good place to start. And I think, you know, you don't have to think about all the people that you're going to need down the way. It could probably get a bit overwhelming. So just start with, as you say, an architect and preferably one who could do the planning and um, and a surveyor. So good place to start. Yes. Okay. Um, Right. Next question. Where do you get build costs from? This is, again, a very good question. This is what your quantity surveyor will do. They will price it all up. Now, sometimes, and when you're doing um, prefabricated design, you're buying it off of someone else who's going to make the property for you and then bring it to site, they could give you the cost of how much it's going to cost to build the project. But that's not going to include digging up the site, laying the foundations and putting utilities in. And that's where your quantity surveyor comes in. They give you the build costs. Now, before I get a quantity surveyor in, I'm always one to estimate it. Usually I estimate um, digging up the ground and putting the utilities in at about £40 per square foot. And then I look to see how much build costs are going to be on the rest of the project. Um, with the project that we're doing at the moment, we are going to be put putting up modular build properties. So we are going to be buying these pre-built off-site and bringing them to site. So actually the people that we're using have already quoted us for that. So we, that's where we get the qu- price from. But any good quantity surveyor will know 
exactly how much it's going to cost that's their job and your architect may also have some idea as well because they're always thinking about that because you obviously need to know that your build costs are going to be far less than the the end value of the site so you're going to have to budget for that yeah that's quite an important step uh, when it comes to finances um, and I also think, you know, the, the next question is, what other information do you need to find in order to get finance for the development? So you're going to need to take into account every single bit of the project the whole way through. So how much it's going to cost? We've already gone through build costs. You're also going to need to look at fees. How much are you paying your contractors? How much are you paying the professionals to get involved? And usually that's about 12% of the gross development value. So take that into account. You're also going to need the end value. So how much is the site going to be worth when you sell it? Now you might not want to sell it, but whoever is lending you the development finance wants to know what the end value is because actually that's what they're lending to you based on. And if you get to a stage where, oh my gosh, things start falling apart and your finances have to take it back off of you, they're going to be looking at how much they can take out of the project and how much they can sell it for ultimately. So they are going to need all of this information in order to give you the finance. Mm -hmm. So obviously you've gone through um, this whole process with the development that's, that you that the NC Real Estate is working on. Um, how have you found the whole process so far? So the biggest thing I find is that when you're doing these projects, it's starting out and knowing where to start because we were given this project a month ago and mm -hmm. right now we're at the stage where we've collated all the figures, we've had a look at different, what's going on in the area. So a place to start is always, you look at other planning permission that have been granted in the area are other people putting up houses is your property on a green belt can you actually build it that was that was a huge thing that we had to look at to start with because we're building actually in a village in west sussex so we have to be careful with what we're allowed to do and what we're not allowed to do we looked very carefully at what the local council have said that they allow and what they don't allow and mm -hmm. the different restrictions mm -hmm. that they've put in place and that was always a big thing big hurdle you have to jump over because that's really whether you, the project is going to be viable or not because if they're declining everything that's happening in the area well yeah, really is it going to be worth our time getting involved in that so that's things that we really looked at to start with and then over time, we've been working with the people that we're joint venturing with and asking them what they want to get out of it. What do we want to get out of it? And it's really coming to that stage where um, we've got designs for these beautifully, beautifully big houses. We're looking at putting four, five and six bedroom houses on this plot and really making sure that they've got really good gardens and that they look beautiful. Mm. This is what we're looking at. We're not, we're not looking at putting huge amount of property on here. We're looking at putting few properties on here and really making sure that they're gorgeous beautiful properties just because that's what it's like in the surrounding area we're not building in a town center where actually you know we we would be looking at making sure that we're getting the most amount of housing on there and that everybody can afford mm -hmm. it it's a completely different kettle of fish here so that's mm -hmm. that's really been the biggest things that we've been looking at so it's design and what we could actually do in the area based on what other planning permission has been granted Sounds really, really exciting. Um, 
really nice. So <laughs> yeah, good luck with that project. And I'm looking forward to seeing what it all turns out um, at the end of it. <laughs> Me too. And I think the biggest thing that I want to say to people, and the reason I wanted to do this podcast is that everybody has to start from somewhere with these development projects. And I know a lot of people come to me and they're like, I really want to do developments, but what do I do? Where do I start? How do I start it? And it's all about just having a look at where you want to buy it and the product that you want to put on there. It's no, There's no point in buying a site and thinking, oh, I'm just going to shove this on it and see how it goes. You have to be very strategic on what you're putting on the site. What is the demand for in the local area? I mean, this specific place that we are building on, there is no demand for like flats or anything. There's no demand no, for that. The no. people in the surrounding area don't want to live in flats in that area. They want to live in these nice houses. So that's why we're going to put them on the site. And we're going to make them as sustainable as possible as well. So we are going to make sure that they'll be using that renewable energy. They'll be built from recycled materials. It will actually be a beautiful, beautiful development. And we're really looking at the sustainability issues because actually that's what we can do on this site and we can make sure that it blends in with the local environment. And so for us, that's a massive part of this strategy. Whereas you might be looking at sites and think, actually, I do want to put up a tower block of flats or I do want to convert this property into X, Y and Z because there's demand in the local area for it. So please, if you're looking at doing a development project before you get overwhelmed by the fact that I don't have enough money to do it or I don't have this or I don't know how to do this, you need to actually have a vision for it. You need to see if that vision Mm -hmm. is going to work and if it's going to be sustainable and if it's going to work for the local area because actually if it does and it really fits in then you know that you've got a project that's good to go and there's always going to be people around that help you You can ask me what I think and how I would advise Mm -hmm. you to move Mm -hmm. forward you can really get involved with that sort of thing and actually when the intention is there to do it the vision is there it becomes so much easier so if you're looking at doing developments and you're looking at starting a project where you've got a plot of land and you think Okay, I'm going to be be building something on this. You need to be actually thinking, what's needed in the local area? What can I do really, really well? And then just start asking local building surveyors, local architects, local planners. Actually, what do you think of this site? Because even if you don't think you've got the knowledge, you can learn the knowledge and there's plenty of people out there who can help guide you through it. All you need to be doing is open to the fact that you're going to be putting something amazing on the site and that you're going to have to be looking after it and you've got to make sure that the build costs are less than the end value and the sale price. So that is the biggest considerations you need to take Mm -hmm. into account when you're starting out a development project. Okay, so let's just say, you know, you've, you've spoken to the architect and you've spoken to all the rele- uh, you know, relevant people, you've got a great vision, things are in, pro- uh, in process. Um, you know, you might at some point reach some kind of hurdle, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, how is somebody able to make sure that the development doesn't go seriously wrong or become too costly? You have to cost right for it and make sure you're putting in place contingencies. All of my clients know that I harp on about contingencies like it's going out of fashion. I'm like, make sure you've got a pot which you you can dip into if things go really, really wrong. Your planning stage and when you're putting the strategy together for a project needs to be robust and you need to have a couple of exit strategies. So not only do you need to be able to sell it, you need to know that you can remortgage it and rent it out if you want to. You need to know that you've got options. So make sure that actually you are really, really, really looking at the strategy. You're looking at what goes on behind it and you're planning for worst case scenario. You want to be planning for worst case scenario yes you don't want to be doing the 
you know, you don't want to be thinking, oh yeah, I'll just get away with that because builds can go on for longer. So plan for an extra three months of builds. Plan for worst case scenario and make sure you can sort that out and make sure you can afford it. Mm -hmm. I see. Okay, well, I think, you know, that's a really good, uh, that was a really good introduction on starting a development project. Um, I think that's all the questions I have from my side, unless you'd like to add something else in um, before we say goodbye. Well, I think with any development, you need to be brave and you need to make sure that you really, really go for it and that you're really looking at the strategy, as I said before, make sure that you're putting together something that works really really well for the surrounding area make sure that you've got a good vision and make sure that you're really looking at what's needed and working with the local council to put something on the site that works really well and then of course make sure that you're developing it for a lot less than the cost of selling it because that's where you make mm -hmm. your prof profit exactly yes all right. Well, thanks a lot, Natasha. And um, I think we'll say goodbye then. If uh, I think if anybody has questions about this podcast, please do get in touch with Natasha via email on natasha at ncrealestate.co.uk. Um, come and have a look at uh, our website at www.ncrealestate.co.uk as well. Um, and then you're always welcome to get in touch with me. Um, I'm easily accessible on the uh, Facebook group. Um, so just look up Lorenza and you can send me a private message at any time. We are all here to help you. Yes, we are. Really, if you need help, get in contact with us because that's what we're here for. So do go over to the website www.ncrealestate.co.uk where you can find links to all of our products and services we've got the free facebook group the online academy where you can learn everything about property and we've got the one-to-one -one coaching as well where i personally help you to really achieve your property investment dreams so make sure you're checking us out make sure you're following us get involved with everything we do because we're making sure that you're a property investment success so that brings this week's podcast to a close but i cannot wait to catch up with you all again next Tuesday. Have an awesome week and we will see you then.